This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. the Get Geeky Get Awesome. It is the Awesome Cast, episode 632. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ready to roll here. And we have with us in studio, wife of the show. Hi, guys. Hey, it's Missy. It's a face you don't see very often. It's a couples podcast today. Which, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> uh, oh, the button's there in case anybody called in. Um, so how are you doing? You're, you haven't been on the shows for a while. No, I haven't been. Uh, life. There's been a lot going on. Yes, yes. You've, you've been having a lot of meetings on Tuesday nights and stuff, too. So Between that, that and yes. like when I'm on the other side of the country. Yes. And yeah. Yes, we're dealing with that as well for scheduling. But April's going to be a little nutty here for schedule-wise, but we're, we're, we're trying to sort it out. But anyways, this is, this is the Awesome Cast. You can check out everything at AwesomeCast.com. Here's at AwesomeCast at SorgatronMedia.com for any inquiries. You also uh, AwesomeCast on the Twitter. And also, we do have the SorgatronMedia.social. And we did just invite our Patreon supporters to join Join us on the Mastodon, Circuitron Media, Dot Social, Fediverse, Thingamajiggy. Uh, so you can go over there and find all the accounts for this and the other podcasts. And uh, that's where we're we're communicating with people over on that new plat, exciting new platform, and seeing how that goes. So uh, it's part of the experiment. So if 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 Mastodon is super super scary for you, uh, and you're in our Patreon, hop on over. We'll let you right in, and uh, we can figure it out together. Also, uh, of course, we do have uh, a less scary uh, Facebook group. Uh, well, actually, it depends on who you ask. Um, <laughs> that you can uh, uh, be a part of the conversation. Too. We, we also do have a Discord and a Reddit as well. Please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast app. Of course, there's a Sorgatron Media feed on all those places. Uh, so you can check out this and all the rest of the shows, including Wrestling Mayhem Show, Fishing Without Bane and Gays in it. Gay and his MB. I can't say it quick. I'm still working on that. It's a new name. It has a lot of vowels. Uh, anyways, and also thanks to our, our friends at postindustrial.com for sharing the show. And of course, we're here live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, on YouTube, and on the Sorgatron Media Twitch page. Uh, so you guys can join us in the chat. I see some people out there being a little quiet. Oh, Dale Potter's out there hanging uh, right now. And, of course, you can support us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash awesomecast. Our friends at the executive producer level, Brian Crawford. Uh, at the Coffee Club level, Matt Weller, Cynthia Klosky, and Mike Pound. And at the Family Show level, Michael Fedor, Professor Buzzkill, and Dave Prop Pod Potter, Clipper of all things sword-related. We have all the things that are going to trip me up. You guys can support the show, too, and I'll mess up your name at patreon.com slash awesomecast. And also, again, you'll get that invite for coming on to the, the sorgatronmedia.social on Mastodon and other goodies here and there. So let's get into our awesome things of the week. <laughs> I didn't see that Missy crossed out dutters to put herself. So you, we have been, we have been fitnessing. Let's talk. Let's just generally talk about fitness here. But you got an awesome thing, and I and, and we're I want, probably want to kind of poke at a little bit more uh, beyond this too, because you you have been really kind of hitting this uh, lately. 
um, and 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 doing a lot of progress. But uh, are, there, you, are you going to let me talk about my awesome thing? Or are you I'm introducing your me? awesome thing. I just really want to talk about my awesome. Okay, thing. what is your awesome thing? <laughs> so, uh, so my awesome thing is the Echo Heart Rate app, and I will tell you why it's awesome. So the beginning of the year toward the end of last year, I actually started on this trend again of losing weight. And the best way for me to do so is to change diet and exercise. Uh, did pretty decent with the diet sort of aspect of things starting after like the holidays in November mm -hmm. and through December. Mm -hmm. And then January 1st, I hit a new year, new me like everybody else does, but <clears throat> I wanted to make the most of it. So we have a treadmill at the house. And I've been doing a Couch to 5K app, uh, which I've also linked in the show notes, I sort. Um, so I've been running. And it starts everything out small. But in order to get the best use out of the treadmill, having that heart rate interaction is really, really important. So the Couch to 5K, it interacts with my Apple Watch and with my iPhone, but it doesn't connect it directly to the treadmill. And I have to mention the Couch of 5K is really, it looks a lot different than when I was trying to do five Couch of 5K probably several years ago, probably pre-COVID. Well, and there are multiple apps. Mm -hmm. I went through a couple of them before I landed on this one, and, and it's the active. Are there are there multiple Couch to 5Ks? Yeah. Is there, that what it is? Oh, are. so this is a different brand than I had yeah, before. Yeah, so this is probably a different brand. Okay. So this is this is one that I found, and it's, um, like I said, it's, it's active is it, the is the, the uh, is 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 the drill sergeant in the camo shorts what really kind of drew you into this one? Uh, well, actually, the funny <laughs> thing is there there are a couple of different voice prompts. The the sergeant that, one that you just pointed out is one. Billy is actually the 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 trainer woman that they're showing in that lower portion there that you're you're yeah now. she's she looks like a Disney princess slash trainer kind of um <laughs> and then there's just like a normal person kind mm -hmm. of trainer I didn't really care for the normal person kind of trainer so I'm actually Billy is my chosen wait, trainer wait 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 is that Constance, Constance you're talking yes. about Constance, and have yes. you tried Runicorn apparently um Runicorn was a little too peppy for me oh so no. I was like yeah no. Runicorn so, looks, it looks, it, he's a real party animal. Yeah, He'll entertain and yeah. encourage you at every mile in your magical turn. Yeah. This is like those ways things. Hi, would you like this cartoon character to follow you on Rays? Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, pretty much. So like I said, I, I landed on that. But again, the problem that I was having was my devices weren't talking to the treadmill. And our treadmill has iFit with it. Yeah, it's uh, Nordic Track with iFit. It has like an Android tablet. Uh, kind of situation we did pay for. I mean, this is where I was. Yeah, those on the show. This is where I was talking about the Street View, like that. It, and it'll change the treadmill based on like I, I have a couple runs in San Diego, Fort Lauderdale, and San Francisco. And holy crap, the San Francisco Hills really max that out. But it, but it does a lot of cool stuff, and they have a lot of content on there. So, but anyways, you're saying. So I liked it, but again, those app, the the, the training programs they have on there work best when they're able to track your heart rate primarily um, and different things like that. So I needed something that was going to bridge the gap between my phone and the treadmill. And when we were traveling recently, they had the nice, nice treadmills in the mm -hmm. hotels where you could just like hold your Apple watch up to it and then it would just pair to it automatically. I love when they have those. Those were amazing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I get this sort of interaction at home? I did some research on a couple of things, tried a couple of different apps, but I landed on this Echo Heart Rate app because it pulls up and it integrates pretty well with, with what we've got going on. 
So what it does is instead of hitting the, I'm going to start a workout on my Apple watch, I open up this app on my phone. I hit the connecty thing. Like you can see right there in the, the preview on it. It connects with Bluetooth to my treadmill and then it sends that information to my treadmill. So I was doing a workout last night, for instance, and my heart rate needed to be within a certain range to meet the parameters for the, the treadmill or for, for the workout that I was doing through iFit. And if it saw that my heart rate was a little bit lower than it wanted to be, it would either increase my speed or it would increase my elevation on the treadmill in order to get my heart rate up into a target zone to help stretch things out and, and make me more cardiovascular <laughs> sort of workout stuff. Um, so I've, I found that that was working out pretty well. And I've actually enjoyed the last month or so, uh, well, more than a month. It's been two months uh, since I started it in January. Uh, like, so th this was a recent addition and it seemed to be the missing link between what I was missing and my home workout versus what I can get if I go to the gym or if I go to a hotel gym and, and work out using their newer, more integrated, way more expensive treadmills. Mm -hmm. And it also works with other platforms. So it's, it's not just a treadmill. I can connect it to a bike, uh, mm -hmm. like a smart bike, or I can connect it to other devices. And it has like a, a list of different companies and different hardware that it works well with. Awesome. So yeah, that's my awesome thing to do. But and I gotta tell you what, you know, I, I you know, I, I was looking at, uh, I, I thought we spent a lot on our treadmill, and then I saw the price of some of the like what we see like in the, you know, obviously those are more commercial. Uh, when you see something in like like the the Hilton or the you know Holiday Inn or something, right, that that have all those extra features, and uh, and and I was looking at that, you know, how do I how do I get access to my Android device that's embedded in my in my in my uh, uh, treadmill? And it was like, oh yeah, so I have this like 32 inch version. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like ours is like a, a a normal like regular sized original iPad. It looks like basically mm -hmm. that's embedded into into the, the 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 dashboard of your treadmill, and it tilts a little bit, and then and again, it's like it is the control interface for everything. So and when I was researching the treadmill, that was one of the things that I took into consideration. Uh, that tilting thing is beneficial for the two of us because. You're a foot taller than I am. Yes, I tilt it every time it's my turn. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I have to tilt it down. It's just like it's just like the car. I was like, well, I've got to move the seat, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 nice that that we can kind of figure that out. And again, based on price point and features, that was the treadmill that seemed to work for us. So I what I wanted to expand on, because we have the iFit. I've been mostly just using that kind of street view kind of thing. I haven't ventured into a lot of the I did I did a Thailand walk one of these but you know you're a few months into using the iFit thing mm -hmm. we do also have fitness plus and i use that for my yoga and everything because I, I you know I, I like that um on our and we have an apple tv in our workout room and everything right so like how has that iFit kind of been and i don't think you haven't done terribly much with the apple fitness to compare have you no apple fitness i haven't and here's here's my problem with apple fitness the way that the treadmill is set up mm -hmm. i can't see the tv very well <laughs> Because I mean, I, I, I'm like, this is perfect. And you're like, I can't see. I am short. So, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I can't really see the TV over over the, well, the we, treadmill. Well, setup. They, you don't need the, the, the fitness for the TV. But like, I still think it's great for like uh, the rest of the rest of things that don't require equipment. So, yeah. And, yeah. and like I, said, I haven't ventured a whole lot into that. It's no. it's on my to do list. The bigger thing for me was 
I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get to a point where I can, I can do my, I, I can expand my cardio. Exactly. So yeah. the couch to 5k has worked out really well for that because mm-hmm. I am to the point with the couch to 5k app that I am running for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, by running, I'm, I'm doing like a four mile per hour run maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's not really super, super intensive run, but, but you're it's, going, but I'm going. Um, and the fact that I do a five minute warm up. I'm doing a 30-minute run, and then I'm doing a five-minute cool-down as part of this app has been really great because when I started, it was smaller increments, and then it builds up to what I'm doing now. So I didn't start out doing a 20-minute workout. I started out doing like a 10-minute workout. Mm-hmm. So uh, so using the iFit mm-hmm. side before you were doing this, I, I know you're kind of do more doing this style now. Well, um, I, I'd still like, do the iFit. Yeah. So like, tell me a little bit about that experience of having it integrated. So it's, it's interesting because the way that I can do it is now that I've got this app to integrate things, uh, like I said, it monitors my heart rate mm-hmm. and it will tell me, okay, you're, you're putting too much energy into it. You're going to the next tier on the, the, this is that zone idea, the right? The zone idea. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it has your recovery zone. It has another zone, like an active zone. And then it has like a cardio zone. And then it has a, you're killing yourself zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> the goal is depending on what workout you're doing to keep it within a, a certain zone. So last night I was doing a workout that it was a walking based workout and it was simply to do a recovery. So it's, it's a recovery walk. Um, the, the iFit guy that was doing the, the guided walking tour thing, uh, he's recovering from cancer. So this is one of the things that keeps him active in doing things, but it's not putting too much of a tax on his body by doing like a running workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm able to, to follow. We were walking through parts of Scotland, I believe, uh, last night. So I was walking through the hills of Scotland and we're walking up a hill. So I, it, my treadmill kicked up automatically to a 10, uh, incline. And I'm still going at like 2.5 miles per hour for the walk on a 10 incline. So my heart rate picked up quickly and it was able to read my, my heart rate that I had kicked into the next zone. So it dropped my incline down a little bit in order to, to be less taxing on my, my cardio system. And then when it did the progressive check-in, you know, a couple of seconds later, it was like, yeah, your heart rates don't where we want it to be. So it dumped me down again. And then it slightly lowered my speed. When I leveled out, it brought my speed back up automatically in order to get my heart rate back into that zone that it was looking for, for, for that cardio workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's nice that it integrates that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I know that when I've done things like you've done with, with like the integrated map system that I can choose where I want to be, mm-hmm. it will kind of do that as well. It gets kind of weird though, because the one trail that I was doing, it was a relatively flat trail, but all of a sudden it jumped up to like 10 yeah. on the incline. This is on the street view thing. Yes. On the street and view I've thing. had that too. Cause yeah. we were trying to figure out, I was like, I'm crossing the Golden Gate Bridge. Why am I at 10 on the incline? And we we're talking about, I was like, oh, it's looking at the actual terrain, not the road terrain. Yeah. Right. And you're like, you're at the other end of the bridge. That's where the mountain starts. Right. Yep. And you're like, oh, no. You know, <laughs> so and also it gets a little kind of wonky from there. Um, it, it's been really interesting. No, I, and, and it is something that if you're not maybe into the I or the 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 Apple fitness uh, idea like this is it's very uh, especially for the walks and everything. It's very um, um, 
uh, say Discovery Channel, you know, like they're it they're is. going everywhere. I love when like the when you're first starting, you're like, I'm running with the boars or something. <laughs> the yeah, wildebeest, wildebeest, it was. Yeah. I, was. I was ordering the wildebeest. <laughs> I've also done. They have a haunted series, so they walk through like the the host for that one takes you on a walking tour of different cities that have like historical ghost areas. So one of the things that we did was uh, New Orleans. So we visited there were like three or four different locations within that tour and all different spots in new Orleans. So we're walking through like a riverboat we're walking through and he's doing the, the EVP like ghost hunt stuff. Yeah. You're talking about that. So it was, it was kind of an interesting thing. So it's, there's, there's programming in there for just about anybody and it tries to, to engage it so that you're, you're doing something interesting with it. So some of the tour guides, you know, have you included. So like Damon, the guy that was walking with the with the ghost tours, you know, he got spooked by something. And he's like, you're supposed to have my, like he looks at the camera and says, you're supposed to have my back. You're supposed to tell me about this sort of stuff. Like you're supposed to let me know if something's coming to get me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's, it's kind of an interesting aspect of it with regard to that. Um, I see you're, you're doing the the. And I love it. It's the first time I've loaded it up. This is an iPad Pro. I have it loaded up. This is exactly what the interface looks like when yeah. on, on the thing. And the nice thing is this also does for your phone. So if I'm not on a treadmill, if I want to do an outdoor walk, mm-hmm. I can still do the iFit series through my iPhone, connect it with my uh, AirPods, and just, just roll like wherever I'm walking. So I can still get that instruction, and you know they'll, they'll cater the, the workout to what you're trying to do. So they have... They have walking programs. They have running programs. They have weight training programs. They yeah. have pretty much anything. Like right now, you're seeing like a workout thing. So it was yeah. kind of interesting. This looks like a dumbbell strength training. The, kind the of one video. treadmill thing that I was on the other day, we're, we're doing a run. And then all of a sudden, the treadmill stops. And she says, okay, we're going to get off. We're going to do some yoga. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, nope. <laughs> I don't want to do yoga right now. I want to I want to run. <laughs> like, this is what I was doing. And, and she's doing this, like, kind of yoga strength training. And she's, like, on the beach overlooking the water somewhere, you know, fantastic and tropical. So, oh, yeah. There, there are you know. some, and that's another nice, cool thing about it is I'm getting to see mm-hmm. parts of the world that I wouldn't normally see. And obviously, I'm, I'm not going to be traveling there to, to be able to have that experience but i can still kind of in my own way experience it in the comfort of my own home while i'm you know on the treadmill yeah that was hawaii by the way turtle bay hawaii it says so i mean so that's a look at that i mean honestly we have it because it's built into the treadmill and and i still think the apple fitness is worthwhile having on hand for other things like to me just having it for the treadmill itself i think is worthwhile um, I think it costs like something like $150 for the year for a family plan. And yeah. that's up to four accounts, five. five accounts. There's only two of us. So, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's something that we can even look at for our parents. Yeah. Yeah. And so they can have something. So, but they also have, you know, we also, you know, we, we have family plans on everything. So they also have the Apple fitness and everything, but it gives it an option. You know, we, maybe they don't like the tone of the Apple fitness, you know, versus this. So yeah. it, it is a different tone than what you get on Apple fitness. And, and even so the, the interaction with it, I like the fact that I, instead of having to hook up the TV, hook up the Apple fitness mm-hmm. and just roll with that, which sometimes I have problems getting things to connect in the, in the workout room. We have uh, a very old TV. So. Yes, we do. Um, so it's easier for me to just literally go to the treadmill, just boop, turn my thing on, and I'm ready to roll. Do what again? Boop. Yay. <laughs> awesome. So that's iFit. Uh, you say we're working with the Nordic track, and we have uh, the Echo measurement, the Echo, what is it? Echo, Echo heart rate app. Echo heart rate in the couch. The, the couch to 5K she is currently using uh, will be in the notes. So, 
My awesome things um, I wanted to bring up, um, and these are things that I've probably talked about before. I've been using one of these programs for years. Um, but uh, one, one of the cool things, and we're using it for a couple of things. So um, I've been using something called Zencaster for years, right? Um, it's something, it's a program that will uh, initially just, if you want to do what we call double enders in podcasting. Um, so it's, it's, you know, you're recording here locally, you're recording like each, think of a zoom call, but you're recording on each microphone, right? So, um, so yeah, you're, you're recording on each microphone and then when it's done, it'll take all of the, all of those recordings and it's, it should be kind of doing it on the fly too. But when you're done with it, you have all those MP3s or wave files. If you're, if you're paying for the right tier, um, and, uh, and just double check here, uh, <laughs> trying to bring it up. I think I forgot how to spell Zencaster, but anyways, um, and then like you have a nice, clean, the best audio possible based on whatever mics they had on the air. And if they have a good mic, you're putting through Skype and then it's, it's going to be a problem. Um, they have recently, and I was not happy when they were redoing things. Uh, for a bit there, and they they added video, and I actually had a couple podcasts fail, a couple recordings fail on me, and it got really wonky because you know they kind of shove you over into into the new the new idea, um, into the new thing. Hopefully, I'm I'm into my own. Um, and then we for another client, we've been using another one called Riverside.fm because uh, one thing that we have not had with Zencaster, and a client brought this to me. Um, this one, it does exactly the same thing. You do the video recordings as well, and you get the video from every side of it. Both of these, if you pay for a certain tier, it will add a lot of editing tools. You can actually just sit there and edit your podcast in these. It's not going to be as high fidelity if you're taking it out, putting it in an editor, you know, and kind of doing it more professionally. Um, but it does, it is a nice, like, you know, it can get you going to do a video podcast, do a pod podcast podcast, you know, for the you know hobbyist kind of uh, level of things from the looks of things um i've been really impressed mostly impressed i've actually just started noticing some issues uh because we are actually doing uh one of our podcasts that we've been doing for a client um we don't record it locally generally we record it through the riverside.fm and only this week did i notice some issues uh-oh what issues i only noticed it just it's a little bit of that fidelity because you're you're capturing it in video compressed in the browser, you know, versus capturing it like locally here with some of the tools that we have in the studio. Like say, you know, for VMix or something like this, we'd record it locally like we do with Fishing Without Bait. And I just like, I'm like, I think this is just something I'm noticing and, you know, the clients didn't care and nobody else noticed it. And to everybody else, it looks like a fine video. Uh, but still, it, it is nice because, like, you know, if you get that Skype call where everybody kind of looks like crud. I got to use it yesterday because we had some uh, uh, technical issues with commentary for a wrestling show. So through my system here, I was able to send a wrestling show into uh, Zencaster. And you have a choice with one thing. I haven't seen this with Riverside, but with Zencaster, you can say, I want all audio or I want to see everybody, but I'm only recording audio or I'm recording video and, and everything, you know, soup to nuts. Right. Um, so I've, I've, I like that. Um, um, so they were in there. I got the best audio out of all of them, which is, you know, only going to be so good because we're doing that post, but, um, but it was nice. Cause I got to sync that. I captured the audio of the video 
and and I could do some special things on my side to sync that and put it together, put together a th- two and a half hour show with audio and syncing it and then getting it ready to go. Um, pretty much within forty five minutes, I got the, I got to prep that thing, and and you know a lot of it was just like I had to make sections, put you know put the chapter points and all that kind of stuff in for all the matches and segments. So um, so Riverside.fm, Zencaster.fm, I think it is. Or wait, Zencaster Com. I'm sorry, that's why that wasn't coming up. Um, so pretty good interfaces. Um, I would, if you have the ability, I will not depend 100% on these. I will set these up with my soundboard. If you got a Zoom or so, a Zoom uh, recorder or something like that, I recommend you also capture that audio. <laughs> so in case something should happen, and this and th- weird things have happened with this app over the years. It is not without failure. But nothing's without failure at this point, right? Um, but we've had a couple where we've had problems recovering. We had one with Riverside where somebody ducked out before it uploaded and we didn't get their side of the interview. Thankfully, it was a test episode uh, where we're kind of figuring out with the client the format and the things they need to tell their guests and things like that. So um, it's been a big tool for me for since 2016, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, so you've, you've been using it. I've been a using lot. a whole lot. One of our clients has an account that we use. Actually, two of our clients have an account uh, between the two of them. Um, so it was nice to see, have an opportunity to use something other than Zencaster and see how somebody else is doing it. And I think there's several other probably websites that do a very similar thing. But it's, it's that double under thing. It gives you the best of both worlds, and uh, and, and it really does kind of help you out for that. So. Um, Bonner is chiming in and says, recovery is also good for the day after a long, hard run uh, for you. So is, is that Couch to 5K kind of promoting that? I think Yeah, you, Couch, you said, Couch to 5K, mm-hmm. it does with the with the weekly training program. It has, like, it's nine weeks. I'm in week nine right now. And it does three workouts a week. So I've been trying to do them, like, every other day. And my day off, I'm doing a walk. Or I'm doing you know, yoga or something that that's not a workout workout. It's, it's more of a re- recovery type of thing. So it's, it's been helpful. Good. Good. All right. Well, hey, it's time to get, speaking of workouts. One reason we have to work out because we have some great sponsors like Slice on Broadway. New York City style, Yinzer made. They got some healthy options, though. Beachview, Carnegie, East End, North Hills, and the South Side Works, five locations across Pittsburgh. And uh, thank you so much to these guys for supporting the show. Uh, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Sliceonbroadway.com. Side note. Mm-hmm. Today is a run day because I had pizza. Yes. Yes. I need I need to burn those calories. You're, you're going <laughs> you're going to hit the treadmill right after this show, aren't Pretty you? Pretty much, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speak let's keep on the pizza side. There's an interesting story here about Chuck E. Cheese and floppy disks. You do you wanna do you wanna take this one? Oh, I'll let you take this one. I'll I'll chime in because I'm going to get to the toilet paper after that one. There's a what? <laughs> There's a just just, just roll with it. Go oh, go no. with go with your Chuck E. Cheese. Did I also forget? Am I going to get on the Jag Off site again? No. Did I forget no, no, to no, change no, no, the no, toilet no. paper? No, 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 no. Um, wait, wait, where is this at? Why is it not opening? There we go. So uh, I actually saw this a couple weeks ago in a TikTok. So I didn't share it because it was just—I don't like just having a TikTok for a story on here. But, but now there's an article. But I, I came across an article, and I think you did too, and almost put this in yes. here too. So Chuck E. Cheese, when you talk about like those those animatronics and things, um, you know, 
uh, you know, I, my 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 I think it was my sixth birthday party. We went to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, so uh, and he had your scary rodent animatronics. I just watched a uh, a uh, Secret Galaxy video on the Chuck E. Cheese uh, 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 growth and failure. Um, but yeah, they there is apparently at least one of the stores still is running on the legacy system before and 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 the video that I saw and I think it's the same one that's in this article um shows that it is running that sequence for the uh animatronics loads off of a flap, floppy disk. If you're not if you're on audio with us, it says show three 2021 Chuck E. Cheese Summer of Fun Studio C. This this is the thing that I laughed about when I read this article is it is a three and a half inch floppy mm-hmm. with the date 2021 on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking going, wow. Like I thought that nobody was using floppy disks in that capacity anymore. And yet here we are dated 2021. But there are some things that I have on floppy disks still. And I do somewhere have a drive that I can put, I, I can plug in and use when I need to, mm-hmm. but I don't access those files. This is something that somebody accesses now. <laughs> it's crazy. You're, you're talking about even after Chuck E. Cheese phases out the floppies, which are in the process of, uh, there are, there are, there's still uses for them in other domains, such as medical devices. So, I mean, I mean, I think 10 years ago I saw them running DOS when they load up something in the hospital. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, it's it's pretty crazy. But, that, I mean, and again, that's the thing. They can't turn over that technology so quickly. You know, well, if it works, it works. And this, this is the other concern with it, especially in a medical situation. Do I want to trust something that I'm going to have to download or can I pop in a disk? Which, which one, if it's going to save my life, do I want to deal with hospital Wi-Fi and or Internet connection that might be sketch? Um, they, they say some of the new, they've seen some of the newer Studio C Chuck E. Cheese run on flash drives and SD card combos, but usually newer setups cause issues with stuff, and it's easier to just keep the old stuff running. Um, yep. so so oh, it, you know we're talking about the animatronics, the lighting, the show sync data are all on that floppy disk, and really, I can, mean that, that's you, just that's just ones and zeros, right? So can you pull up that picture again? Or no, the floppy disk itself? Yes. Let me see where that's at. Yeah. Because how big is a is a floppy well, here's, drive? Here's my favorite thing. Show that to somebody like a, a kid now, like a millennial, <laughs> and they're gonna look at that and say, it's a save icon. Somebody somebody 3D printed the save icon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's just it's astounding how how technology has changed and yet not changed under the circumstances. It's 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 so much fun. Um so are are you done with yours? I what are, are you are you done talking about your fun thing? Yes, yes. What, what, what's your, what, what's the so? If you thing? scroll down to section twenty one, or I'm sorry, um, section twenty. So there is a Nintendo Switch game, but in order to play this game, you need to grab a roll of toilet paper. What? You need to grab a roll of toilet paper. I came across this, and this is this is my my shout out to Dutters for for the weekend. Love you, dear. Um, yes. So what it is. <laughs> Is you have, you, you can see on the picture that, that you're pulling up, it is an integrative game that has a rolling device that you control by shifting a you, roll of toilet paper you put the joy- on a cardboard. You put the Wii controller inside the tube. Well, it's the uh, uh, Joy-Cons, I think they call them on yeah, the Switch. Well, okay, yeah. the, the, the Joy-Cons. So you, you put that inside the tube for the roll of toilet paper, and then you use a piece of cardboard to move 
the controller in order to control the game device, like on the screen. Um, so it takes the rolling motion of the toilet paper in order to do what you're doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you actually play with a roll of toilet paper. There she goes. Look at her go. Yep. The game is no paper. Which is funny because that's why you have to get paper. So now, now you have now you have a reason to keep a roll of toilet paper and your phone in the bathroom with you. So you're sitting there doing your your business while you're going to be using the toilet paper, and you can make use of the toilet paper roll. Seems like a lot of movement for when you're sitting in the bathroom. Uh, I mean, if you're sitting in the bathroom for a while, you might want to be moving around a little bit. sleep. Oh boy! All right, what else is there here uh, for us to talk about? Where are we at on time? Okay. Um, I need to reload that because <laughs> it got weird with the video. Um, well, we have a friend who has a new book. We do, we do. You've who got that in there. Book? Notorious Pittsburgh from our friend Chris Whitley. Actually, let's give a shout out there. Let's give us some, 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 some and Chris great has been on the, sales. Chris has yes. been on the show before. Uh, he does a lot of interesting things within the, the tech industry of some sorts, but also the nonprofit world specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's done a lot of different things with some various Pittsburgh nonprofits and world-based nonprofits. Uh, But he has done this notorious Pittsburgh tour as part of the Doors Open world. Uh, For those of us here in Pittsburgh, uh, Doors Open does uh, tours of places where you wouldn't normally have access to. And he has done these tours as part of that series, as well as some work himself doing the tours of Interesting stories and highlights of Pittsburgh history. Yeah, a lot about like the the the, the, the mafia, the some the jailbreaks, the red light district of back in the day, the reasons why they started the first police force in Pittsburgh. Yep, uh, it is it's a fascinating tour. I got to go on it twice. Got to take Missy on it, film some stuff for him. Um, it was really 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 cool. Uh, so I, I love that it's in the book form. More people can check it out, and uh, and uh, you know. And in book form, it is available digitally for those of you who, who prefer to have a digital version. It's actually on pre-order coming in March 15th, but I know some people have ordered and have a physical copy in hand already. Oh, wow. I know Chachi has one, and I think I got a shout-out in there. So Nice. Um, so, yeah, this is Notorious Pittsburgh. It's on Amazon right now. Go get it out and support a friend of the show. So, um, so I, yes. I'm just, I'm just driving the show tonight. Sorry. I'm, okay, I'm, what do you want to talk about now? Tell me about how YouTubers can swear. So there was a thing, um, this was going around for the last like month or so, that if you had a swear word in the first like 15 seconds of your video, you were going to become demonetized and de- or at least not deplatformed, but like you, the algorithm was, you're going to get hit on the algorithm basically, right? So um, apparently the quote from them is, we found the profanity policy resulted in a stricter apo- approach than we intended uh, so, so they have now rolled back its restrictions on that. And it was mentioned, uh, on the creator insider channel. It said it reviewed the data on how the new rules were enforced and found that they resulted in a quote, stricter approach than we intended. The update means that creators will still be able to make at least some money on videos, even if it's mild swearing up front, though the restrictions remain confusing and don't fully revert to the older rules. So um, I think we're safe because our video usually has a pre-roll and a 
uh, music bed and everything before it rolls into it. So, how but, much swearing do you have on Awesome Cast? Usually, well, Awesome Cast is, uh, depends of, unless I see somebody parking out front uh, illegally. Uh, so <laughs> that's when it happens. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, I, I think you know, I mean they're 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 pushing it back and forth. Yeah, uh, and they said if, if the video, and this is according to TheVerge.com. Um, as a you know, reminder, this was like if the video came contained swearing within the first 15 seconds, it may be demonetized, uh, which means that it, uh, it, it wouldn't run ads on it, which limits if you're you're actually earning you know revenue off of those videos. So you get a million views on this thing, it doesn't matter because you said poopy in the first five 15 seconds. Who says so? Poopy? I, and I think this is more about this is probably going to be more about your like YouTube shorts, right? That are already under you know a minute or less when you come onto YouTube. That would make sense. Um, so, you know, as we, I think they just run out the monetization at the beginning of February for those. So that's a big, that's going to be a big push on that. So um, not fully walking it back. They said some ads, um, they will still re still be eligible for some ads if they, they use, quote, for stronger profanity. We, we dance this, uh, we dance the, the suitability line a lot with the professional wrestling that we post on YouTube, I know. Um, cause if they, you know, sometimes we have some more violent matches that include a little bit of blood and thumbtacks and stuff. Um, and then we'll, I'll start just like noticing like a notice or something on that. So, but I just let the algorithm figure it out and you know, that's fine. We're putting enough content up there to figure it out. So, um, we talked about Chris. Uh, that's, that's, so yes. did you, did you see the Google Easter egg? The Google Easter egg? The what Google happened Easter to egg. my Google? Uh, so Disney recently launched the new uh, Mandalorian, mm -hmm. and as part of that, Google integrated Grogu as part of their Google sphere. Uh, so if you go to Google and you search, uh, there, there's a list of terms that, that it allows, but if you search Mandalorian, for instance, uh, you'll see a little Grogu pop up in the corner, and if you click on Grogu... He will magically use his uh, force to edit your screen. Are you pulling this up so we can see it? I'm trying to, but I'm on an iPad, so I'm not screen like. Oh, so it's not look. It's oh, 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 wait, 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 wait! Ooh. Hold on, hold on a second. Oh, there he is! There he is! There he is! Down in the corner, yep. and there's a little arrow pointing at him. All right, I'm going to tap so on him. So you tap on him. Oh, he's moving the bar. He's he's moving it, he's, and oh. he's taking out, and he's going to drop it. Yep, he just dropped it down and below. And if, if you hit it again, he if you tap him again, he will take other Oh, there, there goes the, uh, the, the picture bar. You just threw that on the and ground. And he'll just keep doing that. Okay. He just, he and just, it will scroll down the page, and he will just keep doing he's that. He's just tearing apart the page. He is. As you go. He is. Oh, wow. There he goes. There he goes. There he goes your Wikipedia entry. All right. And blank. <laughs> just and I like that he's just demolishing the, the Mandalorian universe because that's what you used for the search term to get him up there. there and go. and that's what just keeps happening. Take, is... that. Take that, Gina Carano. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps going and it's just, just piling going. and piling and piling. Yep. Okay. I got I got to stop this. There. But you can't. Take that IMDb. Okay, moving on, moving on. So, so yeah, that, that was that was a fun little thing that I read about. I was like, are you? Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check out Google right now, and it was so much fun. Uh, they, they they make it creative in a good way. Uh, th there are some campaigns that are just like, really, we did this, but no, th this is one that I think definitely won. That's what that, that's always the thing I always loved about Google was the whimsy. 
right? Yes. When it became this thing, things like this and experiments. And we, we've gotten so far away from that. Like, thankfully, the original, you know, the Google.com, you know, which is, you know, is bread and butter for them. Uh, and, and what made them like, they still do that, you know, mm-hmm. there's still that kind of, uh, kind of, um, um, you know, vibe to it. So, um, anyways, so I don't know. Do you remember any others? What's your favorite over the years that they've done? It was, it's always so momentary, you know, it's like, Oh cool. That happened. And you move on. But, yeah. But like still, I, it was I, nice for the moment. That's the, that's the thing. Like I have the, the finding Nemo, the, the Dory, like, Ooh, oh, they did a door. Oh, yeah. No, the, the the refresh of twenty seconds, and I I don't remember anything else, so I really can't speak to one that I like. But I do appreciate this one, um, and I like that they take different interactions, so it's not always the same thing happening with the page. Mm-hmm. It's it's different, um, and I think that this is a good integration with Grogu, given his force abilities. So, uh, Missy, you're familiar with Medium, right? The TV show? No, 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 not the TV show. Not Patricia Arquette, no. <laughs> no. So Medium is the thing. Um, you know how uh, uh, our friend Janine Pickgirl, uh, she has her newsletter on like Substack, you know, that you can subscribe to and stuff like that. Medium is like, Medium is Medium is a, is a high-end blogging platform. Let's put it that way, if you're not familiar with that. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I know some people that I follow that are journalists on podcasts, they'll, they'll have a Medium page. And you, sometimes you have to pay for it to get it without ads and everything like that. Just a way to monetize for, um, you know, people people that are, you know, you know in, in like more professional writers and high-end bloggers and things like that. So, and we've talked about, it. of course, you only know, say we, we're starting a sorgatronmedia.social uh, to help kind of step like our, our, our Patreons and our, our, uh, our, our, our podcasts and our, and our hosts on to uh, Mastodon to try it out. Um, and according to The Verge over here, uh, Medium's getting into the game and they're actually helping you and they're actually asking you to pay $5 a month to join its Mastodon server. So, you know, of course, like for us to do, you know, when you're, when you're joining a Mastodon server, and as it's, it's mentioning in this article, like you are now dependent on a volunteer that's paying for that server. Which can be kind of scary. But I mean, I don't know if it's more scary for that or somebody else. You know, either way, somebody's paying for the service you're on if you're on Twitter or Facebook or something else. And too. That, that becomes a question is mm. Mastodon was supposed to be a way to kind of circumvent having somebody else control your content. Right. And now you're depending on somebody you're else depending that on somebody controls else your to, content. Yeah. And as you as we're experiencing um, cause I'm trying to figure out how all the hooks work. Like I, I'm getting frustrated because I can't figure out how on twit.social or even my own sorgatron.social, um, how do I search for things on other servers? I'm trying to look for where are the professional wrestling conversations happening and the search is like disabled for anything outside of my server. Um, and I think I can turn it on or I don't know. So I, I it, it's that kind of thing. So, so like if you're on a server and somebody says they want to lock down professional wrestling because they don't think it's cool, you know, they have a problem with it, then like you're, you're not beholden to that or you can start your own server. So, but it, you do have that option of being able to motion, be able to search your own, you know, um, and, and there's some more you can do with, with, uh, uh, community there. So in, in this case for medium, like they say, Hey, you know, Rather than being beholden to a volunteer and crossing your fingers, they're not going to shut this thing down, you know, or hard times and don't have money and they shut down the server with, you know, 100 people on it. You know, now they're they're homeless. Right. Um, and what do we always say to our clients? Have a home, have your own house. Right. So um, start, you know, for your community. 
So for them, $5 a month or $50 a year. Um, and then this does, they're looking to add some more um, benefits to that. Of course, you're going to be on their server with, you know, I'm sure that's going to promote their own writers are going to be on there as well. So you are directly have them, you know, on server in your home local feed versus your federated feed, which would be everything. Um, so, um, you know, things like that. So, you know, so, so, so again, kind of getting ahead of the medium is a bigger platform that a lot of people online know about. Well, it's, it's, I also think it's, it's kind of that situation of, all right, I don't know how to build out my own server for this. So mm -hmm. I'm going to rely on somebody. And, and I most trust and most people will not. Yeah, exactly. And, and I trust medium because they're a brand that I'm familiar with and I know. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and join their server. It's only $5. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and join their server. Uh, makes sense. I would think for the, the layman under the circumstances, uh, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out and how many other companies start to adapt a similar policy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then I'm curious to see how that landscape is going to change over the next six months to a year when you get, you know, th this, this to me sounds almost like their version of the Twitter blue mm -hmm. or the Facebook verified, you know, you, you pay to play mm -hmm. and now you have the, Oh, I'm on the, I, I'm on this server. Yep, I'm on that yep, server. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 segmenting, but it's also it's weird. It's segmenting, but it's wide and it's open, but it's still segmenting. And like you can, you know, if you leave, let's say you don't like what we're doing in SorgatronMedia.social, and you go to Mastodon.social, and you're talking with somebody anywhere, right? You know, generally, generally, and let's you know, let's not talk about like you know, shutdown servers and things. I think that's an extreme case in most cases. But let's say you're talking to Leo Laporte on twit.social. I got, you know, I left sorgatronmedia.social because I don't like what they're doing over there. You can still talk to Leo Laporte on twit.social. That's how it works. That's why, that's where, how the federated thing is interesting. Uh, and kind of lending towards that, this is uh, John Gruber, who's an Apple blogger that I think uses a, a medium. He says he's very uncomfortable with the fact that nearly all Mastodon servers are free to use volunteer efforts funded by voluntary donations. That's not sustainable. I suspect a lot of masses on service that seem to be thriving today won't be around in five years taking all their posts with them. Twitter is free to use, and look how that's gone is the context that they're giving for that. And that's true. If you're free, what's the product? And on Mastodon, if it's all volunteers, where your sustainability and something like that. Medium? Medium's probably not going anywhere uh, for a while. They've been around for a bit. You're paying for it, so at least you know that pays into it. You're paying for a certain thing, at least you know month to month. I think that makes a lot of sense, so... Um, <laughs> Sorg, you froze. Uh, what's that? I said, Sorg, you froze. Yes, my IRL. brain froze. I was catching up with the chat room. Um, Ponder saying, he says, think think about you pay for Medium and you get Mastodon for free. Yeah, there's that too. Oh, is this just linked in with your subscription over there? But that's the thing. Like, but that's fine if that's just like I mean, we we're we're offering it. We're not doing why because. You know, we don't have the finances, you know, to to support a hey, a hundred people come over to our Mastodon. I was like, I think I can support a hundred people now. Maybe it was twenty. I don't. I'll have to check. Uh, but anyways, um, but it is like you know, let's let's add this as a benefit for our community to be able to get on and get on together and represent together, you know, into this wide world. You know, maybe they move on and go to a different server eventually or something like that. But in the meantime, like we've all started this and figured this out together. You know. So here's here's an interesting question that I have. So if I'm going to be on their server for five dollars, mm -hmm. and like I'm looking at it from 
like a video subscription platform. Mm-hmm. So if I want to have Disney Plus, if I want to have, um, you know, Paramount Plus, if I want to have all these different apps, I can I can subscribe to those certain things. Mm-hmm. So feasibly, could I be on two different servers? through Mastodon and then be able to connect those. Um, I think you can do a little kind of link over kind of thing. And then you can like, like I'm over like my personal one's still on twit.social. Cause I want to see what, a, how a bigger server operates. And then we have all of our other stuff. So I'll post via my accounts over on Sorgatron media, like the awesome cast at Sorgatron media.social. And then I'm boosting and resharing over on my account on twit.social. So you can like, so let's say I wanted to have a Sorgatron on, social. I can still share between them my own stuff. So that's how I think that's how you would perpetrate so being it, on both back, uh, platforms. It, it could be beneficial under the circumstances because then you could introduce other people to that audience. I guess, I guess yes. my question would be, would it be, <clears throat> would it make sense to join different it could be. It could be. It depends on what you're doing. And actually if you segment things like I want to talk to tech people over here, I want to talk to wrestling people over here. Um, I literally, I was listening to office hours today and somebody was talking about, they're like, how do you handle all the videos you watch on YouTube? And one person was like, I have separate accounts for every subject matter I watch on YouTube, (laughs) which is like, so there's training the algorithm. Hey, I'm logged into my video production education account and all I'm getting is video education instead of just a a little bit of everything. And you've seen my recommendations, they're comic books, uh, video production uh professional wrestling Until comedy something I something i'm logged into and i watch certain things and then you're just like your your algorithm gets thrown off yeah it, 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 you know, that kind of thing well, netflix is the thing i still have super uh, episode of supernatural that i definitely did not watch uh so yeah, that was <laughs> um and it's like i'm not netflix enough to be like like i'll get i'll watch a series like one month and that's it you know well, just just be thankful that i'm not watching gilmore girls on your netflix i i mean you know whatever i was down with the gilmore girls <laughs> Um, where are we at? Where are we at? All right. Well, I think it's that time to wrap anyways. Really? Yeah, it's that time. It's pumpkin time and, and NXT has a big show tonight. So, and I got to edit this show before the next. So we have a guest tonight on the Wrestling Mayhem show. So, uh, Missy, thank you so much for dropping in. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for coming up from the back office. Well, technically, thank you for staying here because usually I go home. Yes, yes, there's that too. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, well, you don't really have a lot of social medias right now. So. Well, I do, but none of them are mine. Follow Sidekick Media Services on all social medias, and, and yes, and Sidekick Media Services. And of course, Missy is the social media and website builder. Uh, extraordinaire here in the in the psychic media Sorgatron media. So yeah, like I said, I I currently live under other people's domains and platforms. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She's so the, much so that I don't have do much on my own because I she, she's a wizard behind the curtain. I am. There you go. I like that. I like that. Uh, of course, at Sorgatron on the Twitter and everywhere else social media Sorgatron at twit.social and of course go hop over to sorgatronmedia.social to uh, see what's going on in the Sorgatron Media podcast world and with our co-hosts and our patrons and everything, too. Follow them from whatever server you are also on. So, um, you know, so 
thank thank you for being a part of all the communities. Thank, thank you everybody you for, for joining us. Oh, and then it's gonna get us a takedown notice. <laughs> uh, thank you everybody. We'll see you guys next time. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. Thank you.